0: Welcome to One Day Contract, the Panthers Talk Show, where each week we sign a new media personality to a one-day contract to join the show. But today, welcome to Zero Day Contract, as all of our guests went and signed with the Raiders for more money. I mean, who doesn't want to play with A.B., right? One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Check out our network pals, Keep Pound In, The Roaring Riot Podcast, It Is What It Is, and The Great British Drafting Show for even more great talk about your favorite team, Follow the Riot Network on Twitter at the Riot Network to stay up to date on all your favorite pods. Subscribe, rate, and love us wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Nikki Wolf. Don't worry, the boys are here today. They showed up.
1: Yay! Yeah. Yay. I feel like your intro was wrong in a bunch of regards. First of all, we're not going every wrong? week during the off season. More of like uh, factually incorrect. Is that
0: <laughs> well? Is that also know.
1: is that also the case? Um, yeah, no, it's that's pretty much it. There yeah. was another thing that I like I was like, Oh, that's not quite the but uh no, we're we're ramping back up for the regular season, which that's I'm really right. excited about. We're
0: getting ready. Uh that was Josh Klein, in case you did not know. Who
1: I get to be introduced first this time? Don't talk until you're introduced, Colin. Uh, oh, I said his name. <laughs> It's like beetle juice. <laughs>
0: Never mind, you said Colin's name. We'll come back to you. Colin Hoggard, columnist and contributor for The Riot Report, already gathering material for his farewell to a column.
2: That's true. It's coming. It's coming soon. Maybe maybe some of Amini's people actually appreciate this one. <laughs> yeah.
0: I guess we have to introduce Josh now. Oh. Oh yeah. Managing editor for The Riot Report, co-host of It Is What It Is, Feels the same way as the Panthers about all the Twitter GMs and thinks St. Patrick's Day is amateur hour?
1: Yeah, I, I guess what, you guys? Agreed. I don't need – I've got a hot take. Maybe it's a regular medium take. If St. Patrick's Day is your favorite holiday and you're not, like, an Irish-born person or under 22 years old uh, –
2: But also you're over basic. 21 – also over 21. Even
1: if you're it? under 21, like if you're at 19 in St. Patty's, you're like, oh, man, I love it when I go out there and got drunk. I love seeing basic. green water. Green water.
0: I bet it's our favorite holiday until Cinco de Mayo. Then that's their
1: favorite holiday. I'm. Mm, that right? is true. Any time, like I don't need I don't need a
2: do cultural rank,
1: celebration you, in order to go out and get drunk on a Sunday. Okay. I can just do that any day of the week.
2: Interesting though that Nikki used Cinco de Mayo um, as, <laughs> as the as the alternative. Also a I think created holiday right for the yep. purpose of going out drinking. Do you both rank Cinco de Mayo above St. Patty's Day in your holiday rankings? So St. Patty's Day, other than the alcohol, you get the corned beef, you get the cabbage, right? You get the traditional fare. Um potentially. But uh, uh, for that's me, about is that that's the list, right? I kinda I tend that, to
1: avoid the public on on like the big drinking holidays. Like it's just the public <sighs> or the the checkpoints? Uh bo- both both.
0: <laughs> both by default. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're absolutely right. But, like, I – yeah, I, I don't – the idea of, like, well, I like going to the bars because it's more crowded on St. Patrick's Day. That's the opposite of why I like going to bars. I like going to bars when they're not crowded. I like going to – oh, let's make sure we go to uh, eat to three amigos on Cinco de Mayo. Like, no, I I would rather go to Three Amigos on Bente uh, de Cuatro. And then there's – Bente de Cuatro. That means 20 of four.
0: <laughs> I was like, what is that?
1: So, <laughs>
2: That a Freudian 420 was that it? A- <laughs> yeah, bro. That's when I like to eat my tacos. <laughs> that's the thing, Cinco de Mayo. You get tortilla chips. I'll take tortilla. I do free like, yeah. tortilla chips over corned beef and cabbage.
1: Chips, salsa, queso. With queso. Yes. All in guac. Yep. I, f- I feel like when you order guac at a at a restaurant, you're like ripping yourself off. But I always do. Like it's always like one of those. Like ah, I shouldn't order but- it. It's Seven dollars for like a little bowl of guac. But it's like you know what? I need a little. A the little avocado it,
2: it It's a pain in the butt to make. Yeah, it's true. It really to, is. To, to, to make well. I mean, it's a pain in the butt. So, yeah, here you go. Here you go, guy in the back. You earned it. Yep.
0: <laughs> we don't even this need is... a Nikki super important question because we already went on our tangent talking no, about something. That was a super so, important question. So, which, there.
2: Where you rank uh, St. Paddy's Day versus Cinco, Cinco de Mayo. That was pretty good. Yeah. I yeah, like it. I also it. think uh, Corona underrated, underappreciated macro brew. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I feel like like it has some very distinct times when it is absolutely the right beer. And uh, for that, I think it deserves a a little respect. Nice sunny day. A little respect on its name.
0: I drink it when it's raining, too. I don't need a certain temperature. It makes me feel like it's nice outside if I have a Corona in my hand. Oh, it's 30 (laughs) degrees outside. I will take a Corona. Transformed your
1: day. Transformed your day. I don't know why. (laughs) It made me so happy when you were just like, I like to drink it when it's raining. (laughs) I like a nice Corona when it's cold outside. You well, know, I like me up on the just I just picture you like outside on your, on your patio, like warming up one tiny burger, tiny burger, drinking a Corona. A it's warm out, you guys. I promise. It's warm.
0: With my chips and guacamole <laughs> that I did not make because it's too time consuming. But That's also right. didn't
2: pay restaurant prices for.
0: That's exactly right. Still worth it. I made Colin make the guacamole and just build like you, the deck. Just like
2: he built that deck. Yeah, you, you obviously haven't heard how the encounter my one encounter with an avocado went.
0: <laughs> Go on, we have time.
2: Oh, no, no. no, no. <laughs> we have time. No. no.
0: All right. Uh, we'll we'll save that for uh, another important show. Although no, I'm really intrigued and I can't stop staring at you trying no, to picture it. I
2: it was we tried one of the the the, uh, the, the Dinner in a box services comes to your house. It's um, dinner like in a-, a box. Yeah, d- one of those services. And the last step, the last step in this whole preparation, which is supposed to be very quick, it said it was going to be a very quick preparation. It promised it could be done in under 30 minutes. I think by, uh, you know, four chefs, yes. Maybe even just one chef. But uh, not. But but I, by by one man, no. But I was still in it to win it because my, my wife was excited about this meal. And I get to the avocado and try to cut into this thing for the first time. And it is not ripe at all. And, of course, it's it's, the, it's for the guac. It's the important piece. It's kind of a big deal. Anyways, huh, you know what this would be great with? Yes, I do know what it would be great with, honey. I know what it would be great with. It would be great with guacamole. You seem like I a didn't real pick pleasure to be around at home. I didn't pick the <laughs> avocado. But I felt it's wrath.
0: I would just love to have a live stream on you whenever you're doing one of these dinner in a boxes by yourself.
1: I feel like it's a lot of
2: like, it's where's the cilantro?
1: Oh, it's, I found it. I found it. <laughs>
2: that <laughs> That's not a bad guess. Yeah, that, you that, are that correct
0: happens. with, you know, have you done one of these meal services? I've only done it once. But, Wait. yeah, it was
2: fine. Oh, okay. It Since takes we're,
0: we're, much longer than what it says. It takes
2: Potent, longer. Potential And sponsors, then, and then so maybe just. Nah, well. I didn't then, name anybody. Then, then we will help them. Then Nikki and I will help them. Look, we will alpha test this. We will make this right. Uh, Don't tell me that it only takes three utensils. Then, in your own pictures, show eight utensils being utilized in your preparation of said product. Oh, look, you only have three dishes to do. It's simple. And then now I'm hunting through the drawers before I'm even halfway through this recipe because the, oh, you only need three here at the beginning. And then in the pictures, there's clearly more things being utilized. Would you say that it's easier
1: if the same person is perhaps buying the groceries and also choosing the utensils to are you trying to segue back to football Make that recipe well done. happen well done I, co- I was like so close to almost making it like i was this close <laughs> to getting through it and then i like fell apart because i could send i could like sense the end coming and i was like nope nope i don't i don't have it it's not um that was parcels i don't have it that's why Parcells he said that yeah left, buy the groceries uh, left the patriots yep. yeah Parcells and yeah. the
2: Patriots. I think you if did. If you want well. me to cook the dinner, you, you should let me help shop for the groceries. It's right?
1: a really good point. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not, he's not lying. Like, if you are, it's why, like, the coach and GM should ha- be on the same page. It's when, when you have a guy like Jay Gruden in, in Washington is like, well, I don't even know what they're doing in free agency. Like, that's not good, bro. Like, that's not. No. You're, you're, if you think that it's like, if you're thinking that it's bad to be a Panther fan, like, Imagine – there's a lot worse out there. There's a lot worse fan bases out there.
2: I I don't think – I think the Redskins, honestly, is probably the worst. I mean, because a bad stadium experience, a bad front office, an owner that, while he showed his willingness to uh, spend money in his early time, is, you know, stuck around with the same guys. They're they're turning into Alabama East now. They've They've got close to 10 Alabama guys on their roster. You got an offensive nickname. Like what a, you know, pretty pretty much the worst, I think, experience you could have be a Redskins fan right now. The
0: fighting Sabans?
2: Because <laughs> the, the Browns aren't even close. The Browns aren't even in the discussion. The Browns are probably the best. If you're if – you're, is there a more excited the, fan the base 76ers. in the NFL than the, than the Browns? The Browns are the new 76ers. They're Doesn't winning be. the
0: AFC North. I just – if they didn't win the AFC North this year, like it would be the most Cleveland thing ever, I feel like.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, they've processed at this point. Like they are to mm-hmm. the next thing, and mm-hmm. I feel like – the Steelers are, like, low-key tanking. We're going to talk a little bit about tanking later on in the show. Spoilers. Uh, but they're, like, low-key tanking. But there are, like... If you're a team that is high-key tanking, like the Dolphins that are basically just... They should
2: change their... Um, I don't think they call it high-key tanking. I think they just call it tanking. <laughs> high-key so. tanking. Stop
0: getting bougie with the- that. <laughs>
2: we'll make a T-shirt. It says, I'm high-key
1: tanking. Uh, it's It's, like... It, uh, if you're doing that, then that's one thing. But, like, I, I think it takes a real art to, like, go under the radar and be like, no, 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 we're, we're totally trying. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, we're paying, what, $40 million to two uh, great skill players and we traded them for a loaf of bread and just let one of them go and paid them last year to be here. Like, that, that is almost an art. And then, like, when you are just aggressively tanking like the Dolphins, it's more fun.
2: Yeah. It, it, is the NFL, because the NBA doesn't like it. They don't like being associated with the term tanking. They don't like it, because they're the only league, basically, where it's a discussion. The Astros did the same thing, and it was kind of a discussion, but it was it was more of like a, look at this brilliant approach. Getting a bunch of high draft picks, and then waiting a couple years. Oh, they typed into the computers and came up with this brilliant strategy. Um, was that your Gettleman impression? No. <laughs> yeah. <that's interesting>. Uh, <laughs> That's for Kevin.
1: You look like a (laughs) declaude
0: cat, like on a computer. I
1: am typing well, I am a human, how
2: he types. All right, all right, fair, fair.
0: I love when we get the band back together. Yeah, Yeah. Uh,
2: we haven't seen each other in a a while. I don't know if anyone can tell. Yeah, it's been. I've I've missed you guys. It's been a while. I think it's fun where
1: um, this is again. We probably say this about twelve minutes into every podcast. This is where everybody's
2: like, "Where? What are you guys gonna like?" Is the Panthers podcast right? Oh, oh, yeah. I was trying to make a legitimate point. NBA is basically the only. League where the conversation about tanking happens. It doesn't happen really in other sports, and, I, and and just the NFL, I don't think wants to ever acknowledge and open that Pandora's box of having it become a part of their conversation. Even though they, even though teams are doing it, I think there's a conscious effort to avoid ever saying or suggesting or intimating that that is what's going on.
1: Well, I mean, essentially, what's happening in the NFL is they have this like weird broken system now where your best bet is to you have to have either a quarterback or a superstar on a rookie contract and build around that team. And then you have like a two year window where you can go, where you can try and win the Super Bowl, or you just have like Tom Brady who just will play until he's 80. But like, other than that, like that is the new, that has somehow become like the mold of like the Kansas city model or the, the golf model or whatever. But there has got to be. And I wonder if in three years, that's going to be different and everybody's gonna be like, well, remember that time when, Everybody has all these other guys and a, ro- one
2: rookie quarterback. Yes, it's going to be different. It's because it's always, it always is. it's always it's always different. It, look, it will go back to to basketball just for a second. Look at the Warriors. It's like this is the new way to win basketball. Yeah, you just have two of probably the five greatest shooters on your team. Yeah, and of then all you time. have guys shoot from thirty five feet and make sure they yeah. slip
1: to six. Like, make sure they slip in the draft so you can draft them. Like, that's the way... Because they didn't get there by tanking. Yeah, that's the way to win. The way to win a championship is to draft a guy... Yeah, draft well, obviously, but it also you need other people to make mistakes. <laughs> Isn't
2: that how? It, I mean, go back to the Cowboys. I think that's the Cowboys are kind of the the birth of this. The old Cowboys with the, the Jimmy Johnson era when they make the Herschel Walker trade, and it was really one of the first times that you know the Jimmy Johnson trade chart and all this stuff that that somebody was looking at maximizing. The draft and, and cashing in short term instead of like the old days where it's like you draft 30 guys and maybe six stick around yeah. and they, you know, in three years, maybe you'll, one of them be starting. Like he, he accelerated that process because he brought in guys that were better than the players and he was willing to play them young. So starting, even starting there, that's what it is, that's, you know, what it's come down to is draft well. Look at all the teams it, it, that win and get there. And time and time again, you'll see, even if it's not the star guys, that. They drafted well for that for a short stretch. I mean, even even the Seahawks. It goes back to basically yeah. one draft, and then a guy here, a guy there, a guy here. You, you hit one home run, one home
1: run draft. That's the way you do it. Same thing with the Saints, who, in my opinion, have probably should have been in the Super Bowl the last two years, but have been have had two super fluky plays at the end of playoff games that have cost them their spot. They had one. They absolutely nailed that draft with Lattimore and Kamara and uh, Ramchick, right? That was all one draft class. Like, that is to get three good good to elite starters. (laughs) Yeah, we we hate the Saints. I get it. But, like, this is how you build your team. Like, it is. And then, of course, you just keep kicking Drew Brees' can down the road, and then you just pay
2: him $40 million in 2042, and it's fine. Well, how many guys do you actually need to make a difference? Twenty-two. Ideally, but that's not even that's not true. I mean, you think about the Panthers' secondaries that we've trotted out there over the last five years. How I'd many rather those? not. Okay, <laughs> fair point. Yet they've won their fair share of games with a bunch of guys that, at the end of the day, you know, come and go.
1: Yeah, and that's that's actually an interesting segue because I wanted to talk about the idea of like shopping in the second wave of free agency because everybody says I, I've been reading that a lot in the past couple of weeks that people are upset because the Panthers are like they never have cap room. They all, they're always shopping second grade. And the idea that they never have cap room is a good thing because when you have cap room, that means that you didn't draft well because your, your first-round guys don't get to the second contracts. Panthers are going to have cap room next year because they don't have to re-sign Vernon Butler. That was four years ago. They don't have cap room this year because they had to re-sign Cam Newton, Luke Keekly, like these guys, K1 Short. Like these guys came up for re- for extensions and they got those extensions and now those cap those it's one thing to pay money to one Short who yes he didn't have his best year last year but that is a guy worth paying money to if you're paying fifty million dollars a year those that's where your cap is going to Cam Newton Luke Keekly, one Short I'm okay with that it's when you get it's when you start handing out big money to mediocre players. Like they did two years ago when they had big Splash. oh big splash, first day of free agency. They're signing Matt a five years, fifty-five million dollars. We didn't like the deal at the time, but they made their splash, right? That was when they're that was when they dove into the pool. They're coming in hot. They're making their move. And sometimes making your move is not always the best deal. It it seems like these these teams that are that are consistently good are not necessarily going in year after year and saying Ah, oh, we signed uh Endomacon Sue's on our team. Uh I can't even think of another big guy that the Rams just signed, but I was using them as a specific example.
0: I thought maybe you used him cuz he's a Husker.
1: Yeah, no. I didn't. I used him cuz you <laughs> no? think he's of anybody else Rams stepper. recently signed?
2: <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody comes to mind. <laughs> nope. Huh? Lettle. Josh yeah. Klein. Oh yeah. Little Beard. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> it's a
1: fast That's dinosaur. A- That's not who he is. See, fast thank you, dinosaur. Kevin. I appreciate that. Immortal.
2: Oh, the boat. The other thing is oh. it's, it's very difficult to, as you said, keep your core intact and be a playoff team. And whether or not they made the playoffs every year for the last five, six seasons, every year, this team has been in playoff contention. And to do that, you're going you're gonna to be spending money along the, along the way. I mean, a lot of these teams that do have the cap space now, it's because they've been sandbagging and rolling it over for a couple years. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, how the, that's how the Jaguars got to their moment of relevance. Boy, I hope they enjoyed that.
1: But that was the same thing where they they did this thing where they got a one year that was their year. Right. And if things had broken correctly, like they beat the didn't they beat the Patriots? Right. And the, but, they, but would you and rather the, be the
2: Jaguars or would you rather be the Panthers?
1: That's what I'm saying. Right. Like you look at these two teams that came into the league at the at the exact same time. The Panthers don't have a winning record overall, but they're a lot closer than the Jags are. And I don't think that the Panthers, despite being one and fifteen at one point in their in their franchise history. And they got a one and fifteen and a two and a fourteen. Yeah, they're not a laughing stock of the league the way that the Jaguars are. There's a reason why the Jags are looked at. Sorry Bold City Brigade that they're looked at as like, oh, they win in London. Oh, uh, they're a joke in the NFL. That's and that's the Panthers are not the from. NFL.
0: <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: also, actually, uh, guest but he claims Jacksonville, so let's let him.
1: Yep. Shout out the good place because uh, that running gag about Blake Bortles is absolutely fantastic.
2: <laughs> oh, Blake Bortles.
1: Bortles!
2: No, but that's you can be a bubble up team where you're going to have a bunch of people, uh, uh, guys that that people know, but they're not going to know them as being from your team, they're going to know them as being from somewhere else, mm-hmm. by the way. Right. And they're going to bubble up and they're going to have a year or two and you're going to get, you're going to maybe get in there if, if everybody stays healthy. Cause that's a, And also nobody, uh, you know, just wants to get fat and happy on their contract. Like a lot, a lot of defensive tackles do. Um, but, and I respect it. That's a hard life. <laughs> get I, that money. I, I wish I was right. Happy. Yeah. I've got one out of two.
0: <laughs> you're halfway there. Yeah.
2: Or or you trying to do what the Panthers do? And you're not going to have the cap space. Every year, and and granted the the quarterback stability has offered them, you know, a a luxury that some other teams do not enjoy. But this idea of trying to be perennially, you know, competitive in a league that's built that you can be perennially competitive, I think that is that's the the goal. Nobody looks forward to going into a two and fourteen season, one and fifteen season. Everybody gets all excited, you know, uh, now that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are in town and all that the Browns got all their new guys. Everybody's all excited, but boy. They, t- they took a lot of jokes for a lot of years, and they, they and guess what? This they have to go win now. They have to go do it, and not just in the AFC North, but they have to go do it in the AFC. And maybe they'll do it. Maybe they won't. And if they don't, guess what? More jokes. Yeah, I'll take this living.
1: But they won. They won April. They won
2: March. Which which. Okay, how how is the the same media people, the same media people that would go, oh, you know, that team, they always love to win the headlines in in April. And then April comes around, they're like, look at the brilliant moves, guys. It's the same people.
0: Who was that first voice, by by the way? Speaking of that, how do you
1: grade that Matt Paradis signing nine (laughs) days later? I mean, three years, 27 million sounds like a real steal. I'm it's sorry. no, it's true. Like it's it's hard to grade these things, but on paper, you look yeah. at a guy like Matt Paradis. So the the thing that I like about what Is the, that the Panthers did, it's uh, I tried to convince Nikki before we started that it was Paradise. Like really, look really, 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 really hard. It's important like, I too. thought it like was going to happen. Him. It I, bugs him.
0: I keep wanting to call him Paradise.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pack you your bags. We'll leave too. tonight. That's and that's, that's absolutely how I have been referring to our new center.
0: <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I think he should Paradis. go with it. He should yeah. just change Paradis.
2: his name to that. Paradis. 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 Right. Paradis. I did. Paradis. Um, I'm going to have to find something else to yell. That's, too, that's hard to yell. Paradis. It's it's hard. Like, I don't know if you. Oh, but, it sounds uh, good like that. But when, wh- hopefully but you, you don't have to. Come to come here.
1: Hopefully you don't, <laughs> yell, it. <laughs> hopefully you don't yell it. Hopefully you don't want to yell it.
0: Hopefully you don't want to. Hopefully you don't want to yell it. So.
1: Not even hopefully you don't. You don't want to yell it. Hopefully you, we will not have to yell it. We will be yelling it in joy, but when do you really yell the center's name in joy? I guess maybe when you are like watching film,
2: you're one of – Luke when, when he, probably when he, does whenever uh, he's defends, watching film every day. When he defends your quarterback's honor and like he gets in there and mixes mm, it up. You, that's true. Peritus, <laughs> Peritus, <laughs> Woo. Um,
0: you made it sound like he's a Game of Thrones character when you did it like that for some reason. Mm.
2: He's an offensive lineman. That's how I think of all my offensive linemen. They need to be need to be ready. You gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> that's right. Not getting punched out in the street.
2: <laughs> oh, Taylor. <laughs> oh. you were
0: so young.
1: Flip flops and flip flops in uh, flip flops and drunk is not a good combination. Somebody, I don't remember who tweeted at, that at me, but they were like flip flops and wasted is
2: not a good combo. And it's like you are absolutely correct. I think that's how a baseball player got hurt in their championship uh parade or something like that parade, hey, parade. <laughs> The parades. You know, I'm trying to bring paredes? it back around now that was my attempt to say. Like, no actually, no uh, so for happen.
1: reals though like yeah. what do you think I mean for me I like what they were doing where they said to themselves okay we have we have these holes let's go out and let's let's maybe make like we need one one big ish signing right mm-hmm. and then no no
2: do you think they you think they felt that
1: no, no, no. I don't think they said, oh, okay. like, let's go out and make yeah, like one bigger sunny. Like we've but got some balloons. We, have, we need to make, yeah. make a press conference happen <laughs> Exactly.
2: Here. we got a cake. We're, we're
1: we already <laughs> turned the heat up on, yeah. in the yeah. presser room, yeah. so we've got to get some people in there. The helium tank isn't going to use itself, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> guys. I think, uh, I think they – so I heard – I will be honest. I heard per- – I almost see? said it. I heard Paradise's name at the Combine, but, like, associated with the Panthers. And really? I wasn't sh- – and I was just like, well, like – Uh, okay, like kind of seems like, you know, I kept reading like pro football focus. So it's, he's, uh, he is like, he's second best according to, he's second best according to PFF in centers and la de da 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 And I was like, he kind of seems like he's going to be too expensive. And so I kind of just put it out of my mind. I kind of filed it away for later. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, here he comes. And one of the things he talked about was continuity and how he was really like, Hmm. he was happy that he was here and I, I think that that makes a lot of sense to me, and a lot of something that we don't really think about when we say, let's fire Ron Rivera, let's fire Marty Herney, let's move on to the next one, we want a new head coach, and it's like the idea that these players see, just like we talked about, this is what the Panthers have a little have a history of not only having uh, an excellent center in Ryan Khalil, but also in being a good organization. And that, I think, is very important. When you look at, same thing, they signed Bruce Irvin today. He said the same thing. He wanted to come to Carolina over other offers because he liked what they were doing here. I think a little bit of that has to do with the money and high, and the defense they're going to run and whatever. But I think that's a little bit underrated. But what do you think of this Paradis, Daryl Williams, who uh, we'll talk about a little bit, and then this Bruce Irvin signing, they're kind of the start to free agency.
2: Well, I think it's an important piece. We we saw them, I think, target Rag mm-hmm. in the draft. Yep. Um, and it certainly seemed like a position they could they could be looking to address in this draft. I, I I'm bullish on this move. If, if, what if you go and pick a guy like the way they did? You, there's there's no question marks. This isn't this isn't even a first rounder. Like this should be, you know, at that position. Like, it's not like, is he going to fit in the system? No, like. This is the guy they wanted, and they went and got him like how is that that to me is a good move like that like when they say we've identified this guy as a target all the way back to the combine or you know however you know at least they were linked yeah. you know at the combine time that they went and found somebody they really liked at a position that they needed, and they went and they got him great and yeah. i don't think the, and I don't think the price is. Unrealistic, and this is a guy. How how old is he? Because he was. I think he's uh, twenty. He's either twenty nine or twenty
1: six. Okay, because well, it was. Uh, he say, is twenty nine. It's twenty fourteen draft.
2: So yeah, okay. And you know what? If they if they like somebody in, in in the you know in the draft in a year or two, I wouldn't be surprised. To you know, I think they would have liked to have had Rag have a year under Khalil. Yep. And so I agree depending with on that. how many how many years they think, and and, and he has does have some injury history, uh, which we, I think we are you know discuss. Uh, is that how quickly does that become a concern? Is it a concern for them right now, as he comes off of an injury? So maybe we do still see them uh, pursue it in the draft, but I, I think we'll probably see them wait. But I wouldn't be surprised to see another one down the, you know, coming in because again, I think they wanted to do it with Khalil.
1: What I like what they did is that they went out and said, okay, now we don't have to draft Garrett bradbury at sixteen. We don't have to draft, and they did the same thing with Daryl. Whether say what you will like about this Daryl Williams signing, but what they did was they said they they alleviated the need to draft a tackle at 16. They said to themselves, we don't have to have a guy at 16. Same thing with Bruce Irvin, We don't have to have an edge rusher at 16. So now if Jonah Williams falls, they can take him because they are, they have San Bruce Irvin. If Montez Sweat or Cleveland Farrell, whoever their preferred defensive end is, falls, they can take him. They don't have to uh, but we are locked in at tackle because we only have Taylor Moten on the roster and uh and, and gaping hole and, and guys that get knocked out in front of bars. Those are the only two tackles we have on the roster, even though Taylor Hearn plays guard. I get it, Twitter. Don't tell me.
2: Are we, are we gonna are we gonna discuss that now or are we gonna discuss that later? Which one? The the Taylor Hearn thing. No, uh, we're gonna discuss it throughout the pot. Okay. Cause I for one <laughs> Let me tell you how excited I was when I found it, it was just a it was just a street fight. <laughs> that, that was a that was a sigh. Woo. I can only imagine what Marty was like. There's a video of Taylor. Oh, geez, what? Oh, it was a it was a fight inside a bar. Oh. Whoo! All right, my Ma- I was also Thank goodness. I-, I would imagine imagine
1: if you're right? Marty and you get I mean, a call I- that's like, oh man, there's an embarrassing video of Taylor out there, and they're like Taylor, which one? Like there a lot? <laughs> like like it could have been could have been Heineke. Could have been Moten. This is kind of the best case scenario if you're if you're Marty Herney you because it's like, Taylor? oh, I mean, well, Taylor Hearn, like, if we had, could have been worse. Hey, fellow. Herney How do you though. look in the? Oh, not so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: that was a concerning That's, part. Yeah. he did not it's, win the fight.
2: <laughs> I felt, I felt, I was more concerned for him going into the locker room than I was going forward as like Panther fans. I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be fine. <laughs> he's gonna be fine. Yeah, he's definitely coming back next
1: year. Buy he, your Hearn jerseys right now. I just made a face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, I, I don't even know how to describe that face for people. Did you get that? It was, okay.
1: It was a, I just told a lot how I describe
2: it.
0: Yes. Sorry, listeners. Uh he made his handsome face.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, I, speaking of the way they're they're constructing this roster heading into the draft. This is I feel like this is something that Dave Gettleman implemented. Like he was really big on the get get a vet at least on on paper Kay. before the before the draft. I feel like I feel like that was a common refrain in his pre-draft wasn't – okay.
1: I, I think it might be time, especially in lieu of what has been happening in New York, it might be time to re-examine the Dave Te- Dave Gettleman <laughs> tenure here in Carolina. Um, out of the free agents that he signed that were not like UDFAs, there are two that are remaining on the roster, Michael Polarty and Chris Manhurts. Oh. Um, yeah. Part, your, of that is the natu- yeah, part he's of, that, my guy. part <laughs> of that is
2: the nature of the game. And not even just guys. No, he was
1: here year. two years ago. It's not yeah. the nature of the game. It sure was. It is. No, They they your your signings should not have. All of your big name signings in 2017 should not be off the roster costing the team money right now.
2: I, I feel like we're looking at this differently than we would any other new GM coming into a situation. Because that happens all the time when new GMs come in and they want to get it. They want to get their guys in there, so to speak. But because of the the idea that this is one establishment to back to the other establishment, I don't think we look at it the same way. I mean, yeah. I, do, like, I I I don't know. I, I'm I'm just saying. And also in football, you know, guys, they signed a lot of guys to one year deals. A lot of those guys don't stick around. I, I'm not defending Gettleman on this. I just I'm just saying. I think it's, it is the nature of the game a little bit there. I just feel I don't like think that's a good indicator of his time here. Is what I'm saying.
1: Well, it's like also he is he is essentially tanking in new york right now Mm -hmm. which is fine like if if they would just if that's what's happening then that's what's happening but i just feel like maybe the idea that get like hashtag ghetto magic and like oh he's gonna be yeah ghetto mania oh he's got the eye for it like he but i feel like we give him a lot of credit for k1 short and it like lasted somehow it has lasted that he has this eye for talent that i just don't i'm just not sure if that's the case
2: i think he's i think he's good general manager and i think i think in his case here and in new york right now with the the obj situation more often than not he did exactly what the owner wanted him to do in the big name situations in the big spots um you know i i see him catching a lot of heat for this the the beckham thing and i just that is a hundred percent an owner decision to me it is a hundred percent an owner decision because like everyone says why would you sign him and then a year later trade him well because again he missed time again he was a problem again he was uh, peeing like a dog in a giant's uniform like just just step back just step back and realize like if you own something if you own a business and someone was wearing the uniform of your business and then was like hey watch this i'm gonna pee like a dog because i get treated like a dog and by the way my boss just made me one of the highest paid employees at the company uh I don't think that's going to go over real well with the boss, and I think that's what happened in in that situation. I don't think that's I that, I don't think that's a Gettleman type move. I don't think Gettleman has the power to move Odell Beckham Jr. in New York. But he had the power to release Steve Smith, the fa- the face of the franchise, right? I mean,
1: he also had the power to rescind the con the franchise tag on Josh Norman. Uh, yeah, not that well, not uh, like well,
2: well. You mean after Josh Norman went public and and talked again, like again? Get these guys, Gettleman and other general managers, yes, they have a job to do, but they also have the responsibility of taking the pie to the face when the guy upstairs says, I'm sick and tired of this dude representing my company. And whether whether Steve Smith and, and, and Jerry Richardson got crossed, because again, if it was just Dave Gettleman, isn't his relationship with Jerry Richardson, wouldn't that have transcended it allegedly? Or maybe there was something there. I don't know, but I do know that Steve Smith went away and stayed away even after Gettleman... Was gone. He held the he held the entire organization responsible, not just Dave Gettleman. He held this the fan base responsible. He, he he's he, an angry person. He is, and that's that. I mean, that's that's part of what made him the one of the you know greatest wide receivers I've ever wit, watched in my entire life. But I don't know that that was all on Gettleman. And th- the more I look at the way Jerry Richardson you know conducted business, and we look back at his tenure, the more I think his fingerprints are over a, a lot of things. And they were delicate fingerprints in a lot of ways, but they were there. And I think Gettleman has to works within those parameters, and I think he's working within those parameters in New York. Again, a guy as power as, as good as Odell Beckham can be, I don't think I, I, I don't think a middle manager has the has the opportunity to move him. Like I don't think right now Marty Herney could be like, oh Dave, uh, yeah, one last thing, just uh, yeah, sent Cam and Luke and a deal for uh, you know. Two seconds and the third. All right. See you tomorrow. Eight AM. I, I just don't believe it. Seems like a bad return. On that. <laughs> just like, just off
1: the top of my head, I don't have the trade chart in front of me, but I, feel I don't like think you it's probably good. get more for both.
2: But you probably I should. The probably and should. And that Luke. was not that was not an indication of of my belief in Marty's uh, negotiating practice or prowess uh i don't read, yeah. read a yeah, lot I don't of stuff about all
1: luke was wearing down last year so i think that kind of not, <laughs> timed out yeah <laughs> ship him <them> on out <laughs> speaking of that and i know that um i know this is not on our show notes but i actually had a question for you um would you if you were marty herney would you be calling arizona about josh rosen because i might be okay
2: so <laughs> Fact I know there's a
1: little bit sports talk radio just kind of like hypothetical talking about I'm this all kind of stuff on, but that's I'm what all we're in doing. on
2: the Josh Rosen thing because you don't pay the signing bonus. Like this is it, 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 the people don't aren't doing the math on this correctly. Like it's like, "Hey, would you like to pay a second year top 10 pick uh 2.5 million dollars for the next 3 years? Just 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 from an investment st- in standpoint alone, don't you take that up? Right. Don't and you, how you don't about- you go uh yeah. Like, at what position, if I could offer you a first-rounder that hadn't seen the field in it, not because of an injury, or, I mean, we've seen the field, but, you know, you haven't seen the success yet, you say $2.5 million. Like, there's a lot of first-rounders you would bite on. I think at this point, was, at, at any position, let alone at the a quarterback, they traded up
1: for him. Personally, I Vincent, our draft expert Vincent Richardson, who you could listen to on the Great British Drafting Show, also available here great on Great Podcast Network. Name. It is You're a great podcast is. name and an actually a very good podcast. I really like it. The name. Do you take credit for the yeah. name? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I take credit for everything uh, involved yeah. with the Riot Report, whether I do it or not. I will take the credit. He Why was, is Kevin he, nodding? He had Josh Rosen. Yeah, all those pictures were taken by me. Uh, uh, congrats to me on videoing myself. It's like a safety, like a selfie. Um, uh, and I see now I lost my train of thought talking about <laughs> myself. Oh, he had Josh Rosen as number one quarterback last year, and obviously Baker Mayfield's been great. Um, uh, but I I think when you look at who Josh Rosen is and what he can become is basically dropped into the worst possible situation you can be given as a rookie quarterback. And now if they're trying to move on for him, for I, I mean, if I were if I were Marty Herney and they say, hey, you got that extra third round pick, maybe ship it over our way and we'll ship you Josh Rosen. I'm doing that all day. Every day yep. and twice on Sunday because you don't. It, I hate to do this. What oh. day is it today? Look. March nineteenth. Oh, spoilers. March twenty-first when the when this drops. Um, I, I'm I'm worried about Cam's shoulder. I mean, come on, like the guy has guy had surgery. He has a he has a specialist working on his shoulder three times a day. Like this, and he's up for an extension. You you can't go in. They, they said David Tepper sat in a room at a table. And said, we are not going to go into this year without a strong plan B. And the backup quarterbacks are the exact same that they had last year. And they were a strong plan B last year. And a strong plan C. And D,
2: Garrett Gilbert crushing it. So, best case scenario is you trade for Rosen, you trade a third rounder for Rosen, and then he only plays in the preseason. In situations where you've set him up to succeed, people get a little glimpse of him. Oh, there he is. Yeah. There's that guy Former we all saw. Pick. Former top 10 pick. Uh-huh. And then you tuck him away, and he holds a clipboard. And the next year, you get him out there again, and you go, ooh, man, look at that. Former top 10 pick looking good. Mm-hmm. Man, we got this extra pick sitting here, and you just flip it their way. Thank you very much for yep. that one. Exactly. Best case scenario.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, there. How, how much playing time did, did – handsome Jimmy G get before they before the San Francisco 49ers shipped off like a six was a second rounder for him? Is it Six games? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm just saying I'm not saying like this is not like sourced info by any means. I haven't heard about it but I if it were me if I was the GM I would be calling Arizona right now and being like hey I heard some rumors about I know you Kyler Murray I know he's short but like Looks good, don't he? Like picture him in the red
2: cliff. That's your guy. Maybe Photoshop a picture, shoot it their way. <laughs> <A> little jersey <laughs> swap. Uh, and again, the price is a big part of this. Of course, price the, it, is right. a big part right. of everything, right? Right. But, but the two point five million dollars. I'm just saying, like that, because normally you think of first round pick, even now, it, it, it's good money. It's not, you know, not the money, you know, not Matt Stafford money, but it's still good money. But because you don't have to pay the signing bonus, it, it, it. It's two point five million dollars. Uh, you know that is that's a deal. You I would I would do. I'd sign up for it.
1: Yeah, and and I think that, that that is the that's the big question, right? Price. It's always the big question. So it's like when Bruce the Panthers signed Bruce Irvin, it's like how much, how much, how much, how much? Because that's really all that counts. You can sign anybody you want. Paradis was a great. I cannot. I can't even like say his name without like thinking twice in my head and giggling. See? Uh, Paradisa, it was a great signing because you look at the cap hit that he took this year and the way that his contract is structured and, and the way that, that Marty has done a really nice job the past two years of structuring these contracts in a, in a good way. And it's the price that makes a big difference. Daryl Williams, if you sign him for four years, 52000000 million, I'm a lot less happy than I am at one year, $6 million. One year, $6 million is like – and Daryl said it in the presser. He said, this is a fair deal for both sides. It's like, yeah, I mean – for who, a guy that might be a, an all-pro tackle and he might be a sw- a backup swing tackle, okay.
0: What grade would you give Marty right now?
2: Oh, man. It's, it's got to be an incomplete. Um, <laughs> we're not far enough through the process right now for me to adequately judge. There will be a time, though. It will be behind the paywall. I'll give him a B for burn because <laughs> I'm feeling the burn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just – yeah, no, I, I, it is. It's hard. I, I just, I think he's done a really nice job with what he's been given. Just like, to be perfectly frank, on the other side of the killing, what what we all thought that Dave G. did with right. what he was given from Marty in the in the last season of True Detective. So,
2: <laughs> what?
0: Well, <laughs> I've never heard
2: of Marty's first senior referred to as True Detective, but, right? but now I like it. Yeah,
0: I gotta I gotta start using that now. So this whole Matt Khalil situation, I mean, was there, was there any way to win in that situation at all? I mean, this was, you were going to win no matter what you did.
2: Yeah. This, everyone, everyone opined and opined and opined that they needed to sign a a left tackle. They needed to draft a left tackle. And I I still think you look back and there's a couple guys, I think Whitworth stands out, but even he was, you know, uh, 35, 36 at the time. You know, like, there weren't great options, and they didn't pay the five years, fifty-five million. Hmm. You talk about you talk about uh, possibly having fingerprints all over a deal and an owner. Um, man, Whew. I don't know. I don't know. Um, saying a lot of things without saying anything, and I yeah. un- and I
1: understand and I agree.
2: But. Um, it, it, I didn't, think it was, I didn't think it was an atrocious deal at the time. I defended I said it was like buying a washer and dryer that you didn't you – know, you you're not going to be thrilled necessarily with the washer and dryer you get, but you've got to get a washer and dryer. And I thought that that's what Matt Khalil was. And, and, and to be fair, he didn't stay healthy. I, I don't know what the chances were of him staying healthy. But he wasn't healthy here. Um, and of course, he wasn't, he wasn't healthy when they signed him. So maybe that, that should have been a signal, a sign. Yeah that's that's
1: my main that's my main problem with the Daryl Williams signing too is that it's like we're just instead of kind of having i mean they have a plan, but it's the plan is a little bit built on hope of like well, I hope Daryl's gonna be healthy, we hope that Daryl's gonna be healthy and he's gonna provide a really nice version to this like a uh, he's going to make our offensive line complete and that's that's my worry is that we're kind of like well we. Hope that either Kevon Seymour, or Corn Elder, or Ross Cockrell can maybe fill in that inside corner slot, and we hope that Bruce Irvin is going to be really, really good for this defense, and
2: we hope that Cam Shoulder is going to be great. That's the only. Que- that's honestly, that's the only question I can think about. It's the only. Like even like this draft season, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I, I mean, I care, but right? I, I, I like. Can I see Cam throw a ball 50 yards? Like, I know I can't right now, but, like, can I – that's all I want to see. I don't care. If you tell me i got a great new defensive end to play with, That's wonderful. I'll be excited about it at some point. But right now, all I want to know is, can my quarterback – I don't care what he's eating, what he's not eating. I just want to know, can he throw a football? And that's, that's – it, I come back to it every every time I start thinking about the Panthers. It just That is the, the question. And, again, it proves why he is the alpha and the omega of this team as it's constructed because – it looms over everything. I I don't know how this team, uh, you know, what what does this season look like without without him?
1: Yeah. No, nothing. It looks like they're tanking for for uh, whoever is going to be good next year. I'm not. I don't. Yeah, know the Tua. draft next year. Yeah, Tua. the tanking for Tua. Yeah. Adrian um, Martinez. Sure. Is that? Uh, I assume that guy goes to Nebraska.
0: Nebraska's quarterback. He is a third in the Heisman wash right. Heisman Watt right now.
1: Mm. In uh, case you're wondering oh. what month is it? Oh, it's is a match. the Did they play? That's my other thing. The, my favorite thing that I've been <laughs> that I've been thinking all the time is like when people are like, Man, we got a big hole at safety, and I'm like, Oh it's gonna be a tough game on Sunday, right? Oh no, they don't play for six more months? <laughs> okay, so then may, maybe the maybe the roster won't look the same yeah. as it as it did a week ago. Um I, I just feel like yeah, you're right. It's a, it, the Matt Khalil thing was an unwinnable situation and now the team is paying fourteen million dollars for three tackles that they don't necessarily know who is going to start where. And that is alarming. And they may go – they still may go tackle at 16. So it's like – it's a little alarming. And I'm not saying that that's a ton of money, but like when you're paying a guy like Khalil to go away instead of paying him to be your, your backup left tackle maybe, or your starting left tackle, we're hoping he's going to be healthy, and then if he's not healthy, we drafted this guy in the second round and he's going to be great. We have a We have a plan. As opposed to just we gotta get him out of here. That was my main that was my main problem and why and and Vincent wrote a great article about how, you know, you don't have to expect him to be an elite left tackle, but when you're gonna pay if you're gonna pay the however many millions that you paid him to walk away, you have to you have to be prepared but to deal did, with that. But they
2: did pay they did create cap space they the did. So, yeah, they did. I mean, it, it's it's a
1: question of what they do with I, I, it, right? I, I, well, and it's a question that, of price. That, that
2: completely changes everything, though. Like, it's one thing if you say you're not going to save anything and you just let them go. It's another thing if you say, you know, but if you save seven million dollars, that's a big difference. So it's not like they didn't get anything for them. They got seven million dollars for them to walk away.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, they essentially got Bruce Irvin and and whoever, whatever, one point five million dollar safety that they're going to sign. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's basically or. Look at it this way: They traded Matt Khalil for Daryl Williams for a year, because that's essentially what Daryl signed for. You traded one yeah. injured you, who, left would, what, tackle who missed all of 2018 for another.
2: And yet, yet, what percentage of Panther fans would take that deal right now? Most. There you go. So that made the move that most Panther fans would make. I don't know if, for good or bad. I mean, that's the answer everyone would come up with. Would you, would you rather have a chance at Daryl, who you've seen be good in a Panther uniform, or Matt Khalil, who? Yeah, that one good okay. game against Miami, though, yeah. right?
1: I mean, that was that was the one. Um, uh, right now, I think is a good time for us to spend thirty to thirty-five minutes talking about the bubble that's being built. <laughs>
2: right? Uh, got a lot oh, of bubble talk actually, in us. Actually, no, it, it, kidding about the bubble. Aside, um, the, the 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 announcement, like the, the the going to Fort Mill, trying to get the the, the governments playing against each other. Sure. I, from our world, I think we just we just assumed it's going. It's going down there. It's going to South Carolina. Yeah. But I'm seeing it written about, and it's like, North Carolina, though, they want them to battle. Like, no, is there, is there, does there need to be a battle on this one? Like, I get it, right? It's two states, one team. And I mean, even from a jobs perspective, I feel like that's, I mean, it's mostly going to be Charlotte people or people that live in greater Charlotte. I mean,
1: I, I, Uh, to me, it it kind of seems like a no brainer, right? That they're going to move down there. I don't think it's a done deal. By any means, but like, I think it is, they're kind of like, they're bad. I mean, why wouldn't you, right? Like if you're, yeah, I mean, if you have yeah. two people that are buy that are going to buy a house and you kind of like, you think you're going to sell them saying, to this, you're like, Hey, going, well, like, what are you going to
2: offer? Right. I don't feel, I wasn't ever worried about it going to South Carolina. And, and again, I'm not in politics, but I'm just saying like, as a, as a citizen, as a Panther fan, as a North Carolinian, I wasn't like, Oh we can't let this practice facility go to South Carolina.
1: Why does anybody care whether well, it goes to South Carolina? It's Well, but that's what I'm
2: saying. Like I don't I'm just not interested in North Carolina being used as leverage. Like go like i i don't like i, I mean, is that wrong of me as a north Carolinian to be like i i get it like i hope they it. i hope they put the light rail out there that would be really nice for
1: me personally because i don't want to have life to drive so much to easier. every day for practice that well would be. i
0: think the problem is is when people start talking about this they immediately freak out because they're like well you can't move the whole team and yeah, the stadium there that's
1: the thought is that's that,
0: the problem it's
1: it's like a i don't know whether it's not like a pot a cart before the horse thing, but it's like right. one of those things where you, when they move the headquarters there, you're like, oh no, here it comes. Tap it in. It's going to be the Charleston Panthers, and they're going to be serving uh, shrimp and grits at the stadium.
0: wearing a lot of khaki.
2: Do you think that, do you think <laughs> and there's croquis. any, I, I'm, I'm being honest, like, do, I don't, I don't have any of that concern as I've heard about this. I n- never once is that even. That they're going to move out of.
1: I've, have, I have, uh, yeah, my my concern level is at zero that okay. they're going I to mean, be moving I, out of Charlotte.
2: Like, I mean, I know people are going to write things in the paper and it's going to get talked about, but I, I sure. would just kind of, I would, I just feel like as people that are involved as much with the Panthers as we are, or, you know, follow as much as we do, that it was just kind of this foregone conclusion kind of within our circles. But then it was like North Carolina needs to stand up and show what they're going to offer. And well,
1: like, but that okay. I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't like, and if that's the thing, if the team is like. You know what? It actually works out better if it's in Huntersville. Then put it in Huntersville. I don't. I mean, I don't really care. Like, I get like the two states, one team. But if you're a South Carolinian and you live in um, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, do Beautiful you city. really care whether the the team practices at for, in Fort Mill, which is Charlotte, basically? Like, if you live in, if your address oh. says Fort Mill, South Carolina, and you travel to Dallas, Texas. And somebody's like, "Where are you from?" And you're like, "I'm from South Carolina." No, you say, "I live Charlotte. in Charlotte." Yes, just that's like correct. The Knights. Yeah. yeah. Do do the Giants? <laughs> the are way, the Giants and the Jets the the Met, the East Rutherford, <laughs> New Jersey Giants, the East Rutherford, New Jersey Jets? No, they're the New York Giants or the New York Jets. They if they practice in in Fort Mill, if they practice in Huntersville, if they practice in I like got a little bit of a Chicago accent there. You did. Yeah. Yeah, wherever they practice, I don't care.
2: Because I think the old Hornets practice – now that I think about it, the old Hornets practice facility was down there too. Was and it I think, really? I think they used to, they held yes. like one of the early weenie roasts out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The 106.5 The End re- weenie yeah, roast? Who was playing a, at a that one? That's reference. I, uh, probably Good Charlotte. Oh, man.
1: <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> because they're
2: in
1: Charlotte. I get it. It might have been a little bit of that limp <laughs> no, biscuit the bringing it. was right. <laughs> full circle. Um, should we play a quick game? Because I got a hard out. That's
0: right. Do you have six minutes?
1: Yep. Six minutes of gaming. Six minutes a of Um We're going to play a little game called Whose Contract is Worth More? As everybody knows, one of the tenants and the hallmarks of Marty Herney's first tenure here in uh, Charlotte were the two twin contracts that he gave out to D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart in 2012 that crippled the franchise and essentially uh, a, a, Tanked them down. Was it 2011? And somehow
2: led to everyone disliking D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah. Somehow D'Angelo was the was, got, okay got Stu, hurt in that. But uh, D'Angelo's Q score took plummeted. Yeah, he really did. That that's deal. because. And now, because he, now he plays he guard talk, for North Carolina. That's fun. He, he
0: likes to talk a lot on Twitter, and I find it I find it very entertaining. Now,
1: just to I just to him. clear something up, it's 2011, and I um and Greg Van Roten was also signed by Dave Gettleman. Just to clear that up. Um, GVR. Just so yeah, GVR. That's my man. G-V-R. Let's tell me, Colin and Nikki, I'm going to name a player, and you're going to tell me. And I understand inflation. Everything's going to be different now. um, But I think it's really interesting to hear this, um, the two contracts that murdered the Panthers. Mm. Um,
0: Do we have to figure out inflation? Because I was told there'd be no math. No, you
1: do not have to. (laughs)
0: Okay.
2: You do not have to. longer than six minutes, I can, can tell you, you tell me, Can
1: you tell me whether Cole Beasley's most recent contract with the Buffalo Bills was worth more or less than Jonathan Stewart's contract that crippled the Carolina Panthers? And
2: just to be clear, we're talking about the Panthers' general manager uh, who worked for Jerry Richardson and gave up a lot of deals to a lot of aging veterans. Okay, That's just, correct. That, just so we had the correct time stamp there. Yep. Um, I say less.: It should be less. It's Cole Beasley. What are talking <laughs> that's why I was like, less? it's Cole
0: Beasley.:
1: It is less. Now, hear, now hear me out, because I know you I actually wanted to go the other way, because I know you thought it was going to be more. It's actually more per year for Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley got uh, four.: Sounds like semantics. Four oh. years 29 million, Jonathan Stewart crippled the Panthers with his five-year 36 million dollar contract.
0: The bills, so do they have all this money, and they just like need yeah, to? Yeah, they
1: got they got money to burn. They're they're not worried about it. Do you think that Golden Tate <laughs> signed a larger contract with the New York Giants, who are tanking, by the way? Do you think that he signed a larger or a smaller contract than Jonathan Stewart think, did in two thousand
2: twelve? I'm not convinced the Giants are tanking. I just think they're not. <laughs> I don't. I'm just, not. They're what? Just not good. <laughs> well, for for one thing, landing like land, they like, they let Landon Collins go, whatever that contract he signed was obscene.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, but I they could have traded him. Them. They said they had offers, and they just would, didn't like the offers. They just let him go for nothing. That's, yeah, that's not good that's, business. No, yeah, that's true. That's, that's but true. The, and
2: that that falls on actually uh, the running back out of Stanford. Remember, they Christian McCaffrey? No, 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 no. no. The one before that, the sixth rounder, that. Um, they 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 tried to just um, put him on IR two days before they could. Oh yeah, I uh, I don't remember. They are yeah. to put and and the, and the Patriots like and thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And uh, he never did much. But anyways, that's, that's another just little. Uh, that's just that's just not maximizing your assets there. No, DG. they don't.
1: They're not great at maximizing their oh, assets.
2: I'll say Golden Tate because uh, he signed for more. He actually signed for more.
0: I'll say more.
1: He did sign for f- more. Four years, $37 million for Golden Tate, whereas wow. Jay Stew signed for five years, thirty-six five. What do you think about Tyrell Williams, also a wide receiver? Did he sign for more or less than D'Angelo Williams? D'Angelo got, I'll tell you right now, he got a larger contract than Make Jay Stew. What's Stu. your
2: favorite Tyrell Williams play? What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it rakes up there with my favorite uh cole beasley play i'll tell you that
1: i have pleasant cole Cole beasley memories i don't feel like i know i could like think of anything that tyroleans has done he's like one of those guys where i like i liked him but, like, I but I feel like I just liked him from, like, a fantasy football perspective. Like, I don't actually think I've ever been like, you know who's good in the slot? It's Tyrell. Like, Cole Beasley is, like, an identifiable, like, you put him out there on third and three, and he can maybe wiggle his way open. Well, yeah, well, yeah because, because you, you think he's
0: Brenton Burson. It's a different, like, I think you've turned so them you into one person. About the
2: owner discussion. That the was way, a while ago. By the way,
1: congrats Brenton Burson on his wedding. I saw it on Instagram. It's very looked very nice. Aww. Oh, Jay Stu was there, and he's in this topic.
2: Who are we comparing uh, Mr. Tyrell Williams to?
1: D'Angelo D- Williams. I
0: D'Angelo. say less.
2: Uh, Tyrell Williams should, should have made less than D'Angelo Williams.
1: Uh, he signed a four-year, $44.3 million dollar deal with the Oakland Raiders. Oh, oh never mind. Raider Bucks. Raider Bucks. That was a trick question because
0: you didn't say the Raiders because I had absolutely <laughs> no idea where he yeah, was.
1: Yeah, you could have just told us he signed with the Raiders and we would have gotten that one right.
0: Yeah. So.
1: D'Angelo is five years, $43 million and all the Look, wrestling championships strong. he could win. <laughs> did did why do they need to sign both, though? That's my problem. I, mean, I get it. I understand. Strong. He was they told were double why.
2: trouble. What, do you, what are you going to do? Have single trouble? That
1: is a good point. I feel like I had then single trouble until trouble. I was
2: 28 years old.
0: I can't believe we're going to end this show and not even say the word Funchus. but whatever. <laughs> Josh, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Klein Rules, and you can um, please tweet at me your thoughts on the Devin Funches contract. Uh, here's the thing: he, Who cares? He stinks. He's gone. He doesn't even stink. Whoa, He's going to be. It stinks. is not the right word. Good for him. He went out there. He signed this one-year, ten million dollar deal.
0: No, it's like fourteen million dollars. Thirteen. Some, a thirteen. Something 10. where they, they overpaid. That number one
1: money. Yeah, exactly. That number one money to be the number two wide receiver. I don't care. I, I don't really care for them. I don't, uh, like, they had, a, what, $100 million in space? They signed him for one year, $10 million.
2: So ah.
1: so he gets a check for eight digits and cool.
2: Enjoy yourself. And, at, good luck it to him. goes Down is, I think, the most, we, we discussed this briefly, the most, one of the most aggressive moves the Panthers ever made is a trade. And and his time is now essentially a footnote. Kind of.
1: Yeah. I mean, because they went up and got him, right? They went, that was they, their guy. They
2: paid, a, they paid a good price to go up and get him in the draft. And I think, um, it, it to me is the most they've given up in a trade um, since Sean Gilbert. I think I don't think I'm missing anybody in terms of in terms of what they actually gave up in, in capital. Your your Andy Lee for a fourth rounder is a good. Call. Was that
1: was that Herney that went up and got him, or was it Gettleman? That was Gettleman. That was Gettleman. Yep.
0: Colin, where can they find you? You know, Dave you?
1: Gettleman has never traded down. Fun fact. Uh, on my back deck. It, <laughs> drinking a Corona. Is beautiful. Yes, I actually like drinking a Corona in the rain.
0: Drinking a Corona.
2: <laughs> Does it have a lime when it's raining?
0: <laughs> yes. Well, maybe lemon. Maybe lemon's more appropriate for rain.
2: Oh, oh now you're just freestyling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nikki, where can they find you on the internet? Do you, you ever say it? I don't every, ever. On
2: TV? Do you know she has a TV has segment? A... Did you know that? Every what? Week? Yeah. Did you know that?
1: <laughs> I don't think so.
0: Nope, not at all. It's a lie. Nikki704 on Twitter. <laughs> Send Good all your you uh, fungi thoughts to uh, Bill Voth because he enjoys when people <laughs> send things puts to him. He the fun in He does put the fun in Funchess. One-day contract. Member of the Red Network. Powered by Ortho, Carolina. Name for one-day, zero-day contract.
1: <laughs> and I will be your main squeeze. And if your brother don't like my style, we could take it to the street. We could take it to the street. Yo. Yo.